Hello and welcome to the Digi Enable podcast. My name's Darren, this is Liz, in a very, very cold Lancashire today. <laughs> it's freezing, right? You know what, I, I don't know, there's something. Right, so we, we have listeners from all over the world, we know that from the feedback we get from you guys. I don't think everyone kind of appreciates what it's like. Everyone has a stereotype of what it's like living in England, <laughs> certainly living in the yeah. north of England. Yeah. But we have that clock change a few weeks ago, and there's something about that clock change that I don't know whether it's placebo, whether it's an actual change, whatever it might be, but it just gets cold. And it's got to the point now where I've actually, of an evening, started plugging in an electric blanket just to try and get that little bit of extra heat into nice. the room as well. Well, I'm not going to stick the heat in, am I? You know, see, see what's happened with Bill's Costa recently. Working. Absolutely. Oh, dear. Let's keep today positive, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, it's cold. So, so th- we're probably going to be louder. We're probably going to be animated today. Not because that's the way we want to be and entertain <laughs> you, just because that movement is going to keep me a little bit warmer. Awesome. And I'm not going to get halfway through this podcast and go, you know what, I'm going to bed. It's, it's much warmer <laughs> under the covers. Freezing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're going to be good. We're going to be good and energetic today because that's what's going to keep the cold at bay it's interesting actually isn't it about who sort of listens to these podcasts so you guys won't see this but we tend to put our podcasts out through our website primarily and we invite people to contact us afterwards but then it gets distributed through all those different platforms that you can use we're on itunes we're on spotify you can find us absolutely anywhere but we do get a good few messages that come through after each podcast, either following up on little bits of information yeah. or especially asking if it's relevant to certain people who've listened. Because, like I say, we don't just have a UK audience. And even though a lot of the information that we talk about, I suppose the best description would be that it's very Western information. Yeah. So yeah. applicable yeah. to Europe, yeah. applicable to the UK, applicable to the US. Yeah. But we do get people outside of those areas as well that ask us if the same counts for them as well. And they, they do lead to some really fascinating conversations. Definitely. And I think it's about strategy, isn't it? Like we, we share about tools and techniques. And if you don't happen to be able to access a particular tool or platform in your country, it's repurposing that. Normally we'll share transferable skills. So the idea or the concept will be the same. You just might have to pick a, a you know a different platform to make that happen. Which I suppose is the definition of marketing in general, really, isn't yeah. it? It doesn't matter what the platform is or what, what the the output mechanism is. If you have a strategy in place, if you've got a plan for what you want to achieve, you then kind of work backwards from there and make it work like you know a lot of people say to us why do we do a podcast we do a podcast one because we enjoy it and we enjoy sharing information but it's absolutely part of our marketing as well because if people get to hear us speak and talk that can lead on to other speaking gigs that can lead to training sessions and and podcast listening is on the up i know you you sent some statistics through the other day people in the uk at the moment are listening to podcasts more frequently than i think we've probably ever done in the past yeah, there's a stat out there at the moment um, from Pod News that says um, British uh, podcast listeners are, la- are now listening to around about six and a half hours per week. Which I'd say is about right, an hour a day. Yeah, like yeah. if you're doing a bit of commuting or you're doing dog walking. I think, you know, the whole COVID situation where we were wanting to try and get out and about, a lot of the podcasts had a bit of a resurgence, so... I think that stage, you know, again, with any of these marketing 
platforms or tools or techniques generally they go in a sort of cyclical five years five years it's cool five years it's not so cool five years it's cool five years it's not so cool we are definitely in the five years of podcast being cool again i mean we've been creating radio and podcast content for you know over like 20 years yeah. now it's not necessarily anything new to us but people enjoy listening to different things at different times and it's interesting to hear yeah you're basically a whole work day you're listening to some form of podcast i mean we we only generally create a podcast every other month um what else are you listening to you know i mean are you just listening to did you enable podcast on repeat i mean i I quite enjoy that every day yeah yeah i mean (laughs) i quite quite like listening to the news and think oh did we actually oh yeah i remember that news article see we have very different takes on this podcast you're sat there (laughs) listening going i remember that article we talked about this and i'm sat there going why why did i say that yeah why did that come out why was that not thought through why did i not follow the script yeah i I mean it it is planned i mean you know for those of you, you that have stumbled across our podcast today and are new, um, generally we'll share three news articles that are relevant and we think are also going to still be relevant for the next few months as well. Um, We normally do a top tips roundup uh, of social media, SEO and productivity. So it might be a new feature, a new way of doing things. Again, that's why that links into the, the sort of strategy piece. And then because we are lovers of productivity stuff, we normally also share a book, an app, something we're we're reading or engaging with at the moment. And then we normally have a favourite app for the moment anyway. So that's kind of like the the plan. Um, Most of the time we stick to it and most of the time it ends up being half an hour. So that is the general gist. I think people who have given us, you know, great feedback. So thank you. If you've got any feedback you want to share, please let us know um it's always been good and so you know people are enjoying listening to it and learning something at the same time i think for me it always has to be something that is then supporting other people to learn and, and, and that's that's what i think makes it worthwhile for people and it's why we get good feedback as well it's not one of those podcasts where we're here just to promote ourselves and tell you what we do that, that kind of just comes as a bit of a side effect but really it's an opportunity to say we found something of interest we found something that's useful think about how you can use this within your life within your business as well but but yeah podcasts definitely on on that up cycle again although i should absolutely add as you mentioned they tend to go on cyclical rounds where for five years it'll be popular five years not so popular if you want to do it right even in those no not so popular times keep doing it because then when it becomes popular again you've got a nice backlog um, a nice catalog that people can have a listen through but you also stay practiced at it yeah. as well yeah. and, and as much as some people listening i may disagree <laughs> we, we are quite practiced i think we are quite well. practiced we've got 20 years <laughs> each of us of working in broadcasting i think we know our stuff by now definitely so let's talk digital news now it's been a couple of months since we last did a yes. podcast what a couple of months it's been let's um... let's take out halloween let's take out bonfire <laughs> night let's take away what else has gone in the world the big news when it comes to digital i'd say has to be elon musk it is isn't it he was buying it he's not buying it he's buying it he's sacked all his staff he's brought his staff back on we are at the moment reading in the news at the time of recording have to put a disclaimer in yeah because i mean this is like today's news today it might not be tomorrow um they've decided to okay a few weeks ago they decided or I, i presume elon's decided based on the fact he's sacked most of his staff 
he might not have he might have reinstated them anyway you get the idea he can't really make a decision and it's amazing how he's a multi-business owner to be honest um but it doesn't sound like the staff will last very long so anyway uh, put my trade union hat aside um twitter news wise they have created a subscription or the rolling out a subscription where for eight dollars a month you can have extra features um primarily the biggest feature within the extra features is the blue tick the blue tick that used to be you are now a uh, recognized um accredited person on twitter that you have to go through this process to accept uh you are who you say you are and what you say is true um is now going to be a pay for option and then a little bit of potted history. That was a couple of weeks ago. They then had loads of people on Twitter and all the social media platforms saying, that's a stupid idea because people will still think the tick means it's a verified person rather than just someone who's paying $8 a month for it. So then they go, oh yeah, fair point. So then now, today, they have launched, again, it might change, the verified grey tick. So you could have both ticks if you are already a verified account and you choose to pay for the subscription model or you could just have the blue tick, which means you're a paying member of Twitter. And what was really interesting, I think, as part of that process was you often see in these stories that unexpected actors kind of come into the fray a little bit and get involved. And I remember the first time I really became aware of what was going to happen with the subscription model was when Stephen King got involved in the argument. Oh, so so Elon it. Musk has put it out there and said this is going to change. Yeah. Tw- well, he actually said twenty dollars a month to be verified. Yes, that's true, isn't it? Started at twenty dollars. Stephen yeah. King came in and kind of said, "I'm not paying twenty dollars nope. to be verified. <laughs> Why should I? I've already got my audience." Then Elon Musk responded. Stephen King <laughs> basically went, "How about eight dollars?" Yeah, e- effectively yeah, yeah, haggling. Yeah. live on twitter and i think that's going to be interesting to watch now you talk about your trade union background obviously i've got my psychological background and i think watching a platform develop through negotiation in real time on the platform that's actually being negotiated is a fascinating thing to watch and regardless of what we feel about elon musk i think as you say you know there's questions to be asked there's ethical questions to be asked a bit well, he's always been regarded as the eccentric business owner. Oh, okay. I mean, so you, he's just setting up his own personality. Well, if you consider, as a business owner, he's kind of started various businesses. Mm. He's had a number of successful businesses. Yeah, and then at one yeah. point, he's turned around and said, I want to go to space. He's then become <laughs> that big impact, newsworthy business person, yeah. but no doubt does great things. And, yeah. and everything he does tend to touch, or certainly the things that we hear about, mm. does tend to become successful. Yeah. This is what I'm going to find interesting to watch, especially over the next couple of years, because let's be honest, Twitter was struggling. People were leaving in their droves. Were People weren't they? having the same conversations. I think so. I can't remember mm. the last time... If you go back two years, let's say pre-pandemic, Twitter was the source for news. Okay. I think it's lost that label. A lot of people still post their news there, but I don't think people are using it with such frequency. And do you think by Elon buying it, that's going to make that better? I think it's going to make it different. Mm, And I think that's what's going to be interesting to watch. Because we know, we talk about this a lot, and I know you certainly do in terms of your productivity, but we know that as the next 18 months progress automation is going to become the big thing. Everyone's going to be talking about how to automate processes. Now, the only automation really which is involved in Twitter at the moment is the ability to schedule posts. 
But Elon Musk is very in that vein of Gary Vaynerchuk or other kind of business people who like to be slightly ahead of the trends. So is this level of automation going to suddenly start making its way into platforms like Twitter, but at a much higher level? And then how do we utilize that as businesses and as, as we say you know this is always the marketing challenge yeah. and as if, if you want to put a label on what we do digital futurists mm. we're always trying to look at what those future trends might be and automation as we say is undoubtedly going to be one of those things not just us saying this the reports kind of backing up this as well but automation ai the way it works on different platforms is going to change we talked a couple of podcasts ago maybe the last podcast about how some of the ai platforms were introducing imagery to what they do yeah so turning text into images which mm. has been fascinating the way that's progressed incredibly quickly but now google are getting in the game of ai generation as well yeah definitely so um google have just launched their uh, new text to video ai creator so you stick in some words and similar to where you basically put some words in and it can change it into an image. Um, it's doing the same thing now with video. So it's creating. I mean, it's so clever because you think, oh, it's just stock photos or oh, it's just stock video. It's that completely they're unique. Smushing together. But it's absolutely brand new content. So again, we've mentioned on this podcast before where AI hasn't fit the bill. They tried to sack humans and replace humans with AI and it doesn't work. So I think it is still quite a basic thing. You're still going to have to have a human involved with it. But it's an interesting tool to utilise. But the potential. And this is what we've seen with image AI over the last couple of months. We we all know, it's nothing new, that if you're just going to use stock imagery and you're going to buy stuff from kind of Getty and those kind of places... If you've got an image for your business, which people are also going to find on 50 other websites because you've paid $5 yeah. for it, that's probably not going to do you many favours yeah. in terms yeah. of promoting your business and in terms of being seen as unique. However, if you go to one of these AI platforms, and there's a number of them out there, and you type in man sat at desk working on project, <laughs> yeah. every time you type that in, even on the same platform, it'll come up with a 100% unique image yeah, wow, for that yeah. description. So if we're now talking about Google taking this next mm. level where you can put man walking into office and sitting at a desk mm. and a different man walks in and sits at a different desk in a different yeah. office with a different view and a different skyline you're constantly creating new content and from a marketing from an seo mm. from a publicity point of view that's only going to be a good thing but i think exactly as you say the quality has to be there because i have seen that there's a group <laughs> i'm involved in on facebook which is an, an, an ai specialist group yeah. and people have been testing this with the ai images and typing <laughs> in sentences some of the stuff that it produces it's not about being silly as in it's missing the mark it's just the ai doesn't quite get it so yeah. someone can type in will smith throwing a javelin and it will absolutely look like will smith which is very clever in the first place but his nose will be kind of be off center and his eyes will be at different levels <laughs> oh, so something will have just, exactly something will have just gone wrong in the algorithm but if you look at where it is now compared to two months ago it's progressed sure. so so much sure. where's it going to be in a year's time and also google initially said they were not going to include ai created images in their google image search so really they've kind of harnessed ai now and said oh actually we're going to create it ourselves so they've sort of you know you turned on how they were going to be listing imagery as well because i mean if you're going to use google's new tool then 
No, that has to be searchable, doesn't it? Well, Google's not always an interesting model, isn't it? Because we we assume we assume we don't know how it works at the same time as assuming we know how it works. <laughs> so so we, That's we SEO all over, exactly isn't it? yeah we kind of sit, we sit in the middle of this kind of weird dichotomy of both both angles, but we do know that Google have a certain stance when it comes to things and probably much like what we've just talked about with twitter they're always looking at ways to progress they're always looking at ways to improve because they will know that there's other search engine platforms which are on the up there's other search engine platforms which will be challenging and they've got to keep offering more and more to be able to stay ahead of the game i mean i I was talking to a business the other day we're talking about testimonials and reviews when you're using google and they actually said to me does it not worry you that this service is out there? And I think they're talking about certain websites where you can buy very cheap gigs for someone to do work for uh, you for a couple of right, hours. Yeah, yeah. I won't mention names because it's probably not fair, but everyone kind of knows who yeah. we're talking about. Um, you can pay someone to just write a review for your mm. business. Yeah. doesn't have to be genuine. Yeah. You've paid a couple of quid yeah, yeah. and it can be raving. Mm. Now, Google have obviously seen that because this month they've started saying what we're going to do in the very near future is going to start geolocating reviews. So if you go on the Google platform and you look at a business and they've got 50 reviews, but 45 of them seem to be based in Indonesia for some reason, <laughs> for a chip shop that's based in Penwitham. <laughs> for, for those again around the world, I apologise, Penwitham is Local. a place in Preston, which is just outside <laughs> Manchester, which is near London. Just to make it very clear, very clear for you. Brilliant. Um, the UK, the UK 6.5 hour listeners podcasters <laughs> are like... Really? That's like 400 miles. Like, yeah. The easiest way to describe anywhere in the UK is just near London. Near London. Not far from London. (laughs) Um, But but it's going to make it much more transparent about where those reviews have come from. So it's going to take away that power for businesses to manufacture their own reviews. The more genuine they are, the better. And obviously, the more genuine those reviews are, the better that is for the end user as well. So that's going to be exciting Mm -hmm. to see that rolled out as well. But like I say, constantly evolving um world however if you're a local business and you're listening to this and you're thinking oh my god if it's evolving so fast how do i keep up with it the rule is always the same keep it simple keep it honest so if you are thinking of putting reviews together for your business promote your google my business listing get people who've actually used your service to leave honest reviews don't try and manufacture and force the algorithm Mm. just keep doing what you're doing well and you'll get the rewards of that further down the line now when it comes to social media, so we, we, we've done quite a few training sessions recently. People are starting to look at these different social media platforms that are available. And the one that's very, very popular at the moment is TikTok. Of course. Uh, yeah. And I have to be honest, I use TikTok quite a lot on a personal level. I can sit and watch videos for, for hours, <laughs> kind of wasting time. But besides running a few test accounts so we know how to be able to train on it, I've not really got a whole... Into, into a whole level of detail in terms of how to be a creator. But this is something that's getting a little bit easier as well now, isn't it? Because it seems like the creation stuff, like we just said in terms of Twitter and in terms of Google, is about just being authentic. It's about creating something nice. It's about getting a message across. It doesn't have to be fancy, if you like, in many ways. But what we're starting to see in terms of how to make it effective is more about the distribution and certainly distribution via hashtags. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you pretty much all the social media platforms have all of the same sorts of features. I think it whittles down to which one you prefer to use, really. TikTok is very much a video-based platform. Uh, short little video clips, snippets, um, live streaming that they now do as well. Um, like any platform, 
uh, my, okay, like most social media platforms, TikTok also does hashtags. I'm ignoring Facebook because as much as Facebook supports hashtags, it doesn't work. Um, so TikTok hashtag hashtags are a great way of searching for things. I think it just hit on it very mostly. I think they should be called hashtags. Hashtags. Whoever's TikToks, not followed that so far hashtags. is missing a massive opportunity. And well, there you go. Copyright and digital. Um, 2022. Yeah. Is it 2022? Still 2022. It is, but it'll be 2023 like <laughs> soon. So you probably want to stamp that on it instead. Wow. Whose ideas? Put a tic tac on. <laughs> Anywho, so um, I when the was... Chinese invented TikTok, they never thought about those little mints, did they? When it comes to branding, which I imagine there's a lot of people TikToks. TikTok. There's a lot of people that start referring to TikTok, especially when you know you know that thing when you've got parents and you try to explain <laughs> social media. Not that I'm trying to explain the thing when you got parents. Everyone, uh, well, everyone starts with parents. Things yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, I've watched Batman. I know how it yeah. works. <laughs> There's going to be a point where parents hear you mention something once, think they understand it and mention it forever. And I just, I now know there's probably, I'm going to go, 24% of parents around the world refer to TikTok as Tic Tac. Tic Tac or Tic Tic. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're not in that world, it's easy to to read it wrong. It's also, I've seen it spelt Tic Tac with a T-O-C rather than T-O-K. As in the sound the clock makes. So, I mean, there's loads of confusion. Anyway, so top tip to share today. For TikTok. For TikTok around hashtags. Oh, there we go. Say that fast. Or, or as we like to refer to it, a TikTok tactic. <laughs> Hashtag that 2023. <laughs> um, so, the, so you can use hashtags for research. So we've always very much in our training sessions talked about social listening. So you go out and you actively listen out for people talking about topics that are relevant to the things you want to share or the things you want to learn about. That is where hashtags come in. So you can do your research around hashtags, you can find new networks, but also when you post, you can use hashtags to increase your network, exactly what you were just saying. So top tip this time around TikTok hashtags. I love that. Um, (laughs) Long story short, three to five hashtags per post is now key. It's the optimal. If you keyword stuff or hashtag stuff, um, you are more likely for that post to drop down uh, in terms of visibility. The whole idea of the game is, you know, we're, we're making a TikTok video so that it will pop up in the For You section, like the featured uh, curated uh, options. As part of the algorithm, they've said they're leaning very heavily now on the use of hashtags. So yeah. if you're not using them already, use them three to five max. If you're uh, also using them for search, go search for new things as well. Because the more you search for particular hashtags, the algorithm will then start to serve you the most relevant things based on your hashtag searches. However, you're also you're also future-proofing because, like we just mentioned about search engines kind of changing as you move forward. You know, I remember I don't know how many years about going, but we used to talk about optimizing websites and writing blogs so that you could appear on Google. Yeah. And then we started talking about optimizing your social media posts so they appear yeah. in Google as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how long is it going to be before TikTok is going to start appearing? 
in Google search as well. Maybe we'll start seeing TikToks appear in the video section as yeah, well. So by, yeah. by getting into this good practice now of labeling appropriately yeah. and in a way that makes sense, when that transition does happen, um, then you're going to be ready for it. We should also mention, actually, it's almost natural now and feels like the right thing when we refer to the word search engine to say mm. Google. We sometimes yeah. forget there are a number of search engines out there. And from an SEO point of view, we're now seeing, actually, different search engines kind of search different purposes and, and have different levels of buyer intent mm. when it comes to what people are actually using them for. So as much as we do keep referring to Google, don't forget the kind of the Bings of the world. I know you're a big fan of DuckDuckGo Yay. as well. Some of those platforms, Bing has its own maps platform, for example. Yeah. A lot of people, when they're listing their business on the maps, just put it on Google and then forget about it. But going through these other platforms, mm. making sure it's on Bing, making sure yeah. it's perhaps on, on Yahoo or DuckDuckGo as well yeah. is also beneficial to your business. So don't kind of ignore those lesser known platforms because A, we don't know what the future holds mm -hmm. and B, even if that other search engine only makes up 3% of the market, yeah. that might be 3% which is your perfect audience and you can dominate because the competition isn't there. Absolutely. It's always thinking back to your audience. If your audience are using a laptop and they've never installed Google Chrome and they're using the browser that has come with that laptop, chances are it won't be google does that still push you? what what was yeah. the where, did, where does where does um explorer naturally push you to so microsoft edge now is installed on windows computers yes internet explorer i'm so old <laughs> you're going so back old. you're going back about 10 years i'm there, literally love. i'm the guy who refers to it as a tiktok 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 tactic <laughs> um but yeah there's lots of pre-installed things with um your uh, Chromium as well, which is like an inbuilt thing into uh, more modern Windows uh, computer browsers. Uh, still Safari, things like that will install stuff like Bing, depending on what agreements they've got in place. Um, different handsets in terms of mobile devices. A lot of people are going for the less lesser well-known handsets these days. So yes, Android and iPhone are still the obvious, but, you know, there's some brands like One, for example, um, that have Opera installed, which is another search engine that, that not necessarily uh, many people know about. But also, if you are doing search engine optimization for your organization or business, it's worth looking into yeah. where are people coming in from. Um, you know, Google Analytics, great to find out some data on where people are coming in from. Um, I think there's someone who regularly looks at our website that uses Opera as a, a as a you know browser so we need to make sure that we're checking it for for the people who are looking and and again like you said future proofing for for you know kind of making sure that that we are still around for other people to use absolutely so like i say we, we we do update this podcast once every couple of months we'll be back again in january time with the next one um but we will bring you that latest digital news and no doubt based on what we've talked about today the next the next Installment of the Elon Musk saga will have unfolded <laughs> yeah. by that point. We'll keep updated. Trump may have stated that he'll be back in office in 2024 yeah. by that point. I think he already no. hinted. There's a, there's a I press think, conference. I think he said something. At the time of recording, I think it's later this week, he said he's going to have an announcement to make. So we'll have to oh, kind of see, right, okay. see exactly what okay. that is. Time will tell. I'm sure everyone will know by the time we get to this podcast. Anyway, before we do wrap up for today, let's have a little bit of a chat about productivity stuff. Yes. Um, first of all, massive congratulations to you. I saw from your social media feeds that you've been booked to, to speak in, in the heated tropics of Bali at the start of oh, 2024. Oh, looking forward to that. Yeah. 
Yes. It's interesting. So, so as as business partners yeah. and, and as someone who sort of hears a lot and sees yeah. a lot of what yeah. you actually do, yeah. you know, you're obviously getting out there and speaking a lot more of these gigs. You're getting known a lot more for the productivity stuff. Yeah. Uh, and similar to what we want to do with DigiNable, your, and your mantra, if you like, is help as many people as possible along their productivity journey to get better at what they actually do. Yeah. So, New Year coming up um 2023 we we, we all we all do that kind of new year i know you hate the term new year resolutions yeah no we don't Um, do those but but we do do new year reboots fresh start new intentions new goals love that stuff so so what would be your recommendations for someone that's going into 2023 start of next year wants to wants to not change but yeah. improve yeah optimize optimize I like what they the do. word optimize so you're already doing stuff already but you want to just get a little bit better a little bit savvier at something a bit quicker at something less procrastination less distraction like i'm all about that um so i highly recommend we've got an e-learning course that anyone can dip into sign up to at any point it's four weeks, so if you're starting about now, about November time, or even if you're listening to this in sort of December, start of January, um, it's a good opportunity to learn a new few a few new processes that you might already be doing something, but sometimes it's acknowledging what you're doing and being a little bit more aware of, of what it is you're doing and how. So um, we've got a great e-learning course called Iconic Productivity Processes That Work, We'll try and tested by a wide range of individuals, business owners and um, organisations. And it goes through, it's four weeks, so you can have a bit of content each week. So you have basically four different productivity techniques and we go through one each week and you can go self-paced learning, you can digest it all in like an hour if you want to and go back and there's lots of activities and things to reflect on and have a think about. But between now and the start mid bit of January, it's a great time to have a bit of a practice on some of the ways that you're doing things. Uh, Are you getting a bit distracted? Are you getting stuck in your inbox all the time? How are you planning the things that you're going to do tomorrow, today? How are you having all of that stuff link up? Um, So, yeah, I would say top tip is to to you know kind of have a go at that four weeks dip in dip out learning you can do as much or as little as you want at any one time learn a few new tools and that will just optimize you know we're not saying everything's rubbish that you're doing and you need to scrap it and start again we are thinking how can we better utilize our time how by doing a few little tweaks in things that we are doing we can actually get more stuff done in less time. It's it's an interesting way to put it. So so you, you've got your book club on at the moment. Yes. And it's um, Chris Duncan, You're Not Broken, which I thought was a really interesting name for it because ah. I think sometimes we assume that when things aren't working for us, something's broke. Yeah. But actually what, what this book says and what you're kind of saying there is you're not broken. It just might need those, those few slight tweaks yeah, those slight absolutely. changes maybe yeah. introducing a couple of new processes yeah. or apps or ways of doing things and actually you can get yourself completely on track and optimized without a whole lot of effort absolutely i mean sometimes the smallest simplest things can help someone move forwards um i was doing a coaching call with someone a couple of days ago and it was just a different way of laying out some to-do lists some tasks 
reordering it a different way. And they were saying, oh, wow, I'd never thought of it that way before. Actually, that's going to really help me. So just a different concept or a different way of doing things that, yeah, they were doing all right already, but just by tweaking the order in which they were doing things in, it eased up that time thinking about what I need to do and actually having more of a flow to what, you know, what they were going to do in what order. Yeah, absolutely. We should say, if, you, if you're interested in the book club, the way it works is we all read the book together. We get together on one day in about a month and a half's time. It's based on Facebook. Some questions are put in the group at the start of the day and you've got that 24-hour period to yeah. kind of give your reflections, get involved in the conversation. But it is an interesting book and I'm, and I'm going to read it because I think it's going to challenge a lot of what I believe in. I think it will. Well, because, <laughs> i tell you what, I, I, I agree. I think you'll think it's a bit hippy-dippy, well, I'll be honest. So the, the title, or actually, sorry, the description on the back of the book uses the word manifestation. Yes. And I think I certainly, when I hear the manifestation, you think a bit woo-woo, yeah. wizardry, yeah. you know, the universal energies and waves and all that kind of yeah. stuff, which I find it, you know, you got to remember, my, my background was science and yeah. math, so yeah. I, I, I I believe in facts more than anything else. The moment people start talking about that, and if you ask the universe, it will deliver, you know, you're going to get what you want. But actually, what interested me was the way Chris Duncan um, describes it. And he sort of says it's more about trying to figure out what your underlying beliefs and your wants are, and then align your actions to what it is you actually want to achieve. And actually, that, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. And I've actually, I am on my second year of a mastermind group with him as well. So um, I've kind of had it firsthand. I found his practices that he's going to suggest in the book um, are really helpful in terms of like motivating yourself, setting your goals in a slightly different way and setting goals that align with things that you actually want to do versus just feeling like you need to set a goal for the sake of it. And it goes back to that, you're not broken. Like, I always thought because I don't have, I couldn't choose my goals because I thought they needed to be like big goals, but actually goals are whatever you want them to be. Mm. You're not broken if you don't have goals. You just have to rethink what goals are. Like what does, it goes back to this, like what is success, doesn't it? We have that conversation quite a bit around is success the monetary thing or is actually success meaning something different to different people? Generally it is. So the whole idea of the you're not broken thing is, that you don't necessarily, you're not broken. You might just do things different ways. Absolutely. So if you're interested in that, if you feel like you're not quite achieving your goals or don't know what it is you actually want, set as your goals, well worth reading alongside those. Just head over to Facebook, search for the Productivity Club with Liz Hardwick and you'll find all the details in the Facebook group. I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere um, within this page that you're listening to the podcast on that you can click on that as well. Final tip for the day then, because we always like to give something that they can actively go and yeah. do at the end of the podcast. Um, your recommended app for the month. So we mentioned Bali. Uh, my talk for Bali will be about um, apps for global speakers and as much as that's going to be a topic specifically for speakers there's a lot of things where just changes in different time zones so if maybe you've decided you want to join a webinar but it says it's in CET time you don't even really know what that translates to in your part of the world um I absolutely love a mobile app called Time Buddy also we mentioned before right at the very start of the daylight savings times we have here in the UK some parts of the world don't do that so once we start to flip and flop around the UK in terms of time zone uh, in terms of daylight saving times I absolutely recommend time buddy it works on pretty much all devices you can download it as an app but you can also use it 
inside a web browser as well. You get up to three different time zones for free, but you can also remove them and add ones on depending on, on what you're trying to uh, convert. Perfect. Sounds amazing. So busy month ahead, busy couple of months ahead in the lead up to the big the big time of the year. When the, when, when the big man, well, no, I was talking about when Elon Musk has his next plan oh. to go with. <laughs> when the big man shoots off into the spaceship, yeah, 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 yeah. right? But, but we Christmas. We changed reindeers for spaceship. <laughs> okay. But Christmas is on its way as well. Um, we're not going to produce a podcast in December, but you can subscribe to our email list, to our newsletters to keep yeah. up with what's going on or you can just listen to the back catalogue that we've produced over the last who knows how many years we've been doing this for now um but always good to keep in touch so do give us a shout if you've got anything that you would like to talk about or you would like us to talk about as always we hope you have an amazing rest of the year we hope you set your goals and your intentions as you desire to and then as we work together in 2023 to achieve those we're all gonna have and i know we say this in a very cliche way the best year ever yeah Lots and lots to come in the next year. Thank you very much for your time today. I'm just going to jump on Twitter now and see what Elon's done in the last 35 minutes. I'm sure things are going to have changed again. The whole great thing will be now yeah, redundant. Yeah, it's now pink or something. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. gone. But, but a pleasure as always. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your year, whatever you're up to. And we will catch you again very soon from Liz and Darren at Digi Enable. We shall see you soon. Bye.